0: I'm losing a battle against my own self. Now I've been able to agree that I'm an addict. But really don't have any more strength in me to fight it. Because what is the essence of climbing so high when you are so sure that you would fall back to level 1? It is painful because I know the damages this habit can cause to me i know what it can do and how it can jeopardize my own future but yet i still fight it within myself and argue with myself how to stop or not i'm your host michael david and this is the galut podcast Welcome back to the podcast, and I'm your host, Michael David. Um, I want to start this off today by thanking everyone that listening today previous episode and everyone that actually came back to give me feedback and I know of people that I had to it to friends and family that they know that was that we are struggling with this I really appreciate I hope this can help a lot of people so today on the podcast I thought why don't I invite a professional probably somebody that's had a lot of experiences when it comes to treating this, this addiction or this this addiction chair on this kind of topic. So today with me I have a guest but you guys will have to wait. I have a guest with me from New York City, a doctor and she's going to be sharing with me her thoughts about smoking it affects people and how people can stop most especially how people can stop because you see addiction is is, is not it's not actually it's not actually whatever you're doing it is the solution because addiction is the problem and if we are able to look for a very i would not say easy but a very common solution something that can help everybody problems like this would reduce but today i would like to talk about something that was said in the first episode and how because every time i try to every time i want to do an episode or something i would go around asking friends and family what they think about this and most especially people on the street but you know there's a lot of knowledge out there than what is in our circle so I go around asking people and one very key thing a lot of people have been telling me about coming out from smoking and hard drugs and the rest is changing your environment changing your environment to somewhere where it will be difficult for you to be so comfortable to have to continue. And I could relate with it because I've been addicted to something else and when I was fighting it, all I had to do was make up that my mind that I was going to stop. And immediately I made up my mind I was going to stop. The next thing I had to do was change my environment, leave, go very far and go to somewhere I was new at. So I was able to I was able to start from there and because it is a conscious thing. You have to be, because as I've told everyone before, I feel all addictions are the same. Because addiction is one of the things that nobody can do to, do for you. Fighting addiction, it has to be a conscious statement. It has to be a conscious decision. You have to make your own, make up your own mind. It could be anything. The other time mine was drinking Pepsi. God, I used to take like four, four, five. five at some point I used to lie to myself and tell myself oh baba I will stop this thing one day at some point I will be able to stop if I want to stop I would stop I always told myself that It is I'm not really addicted so one day I was like okay if I believe I can stop let me try today now let me not take it today and I saw how hard it was for me to abstain from one day and I later failed and at that point I found out that oh so this thing Got into hooked to me, and it became a matter of how to fight this. So, I feel every addition because at that point, the way I was, the way I was, oh, Jesus, these chickens, I wish it was Christmas, I would have just killed all of them. So, the way I was reacting to that, um, sorry, my listeners, I know you guys will be hearing chicken in the background, we have. Any of them at our band there, eh, I'd have killed them today was Christmas, Actually, that would have been a very very good excuse, because they always f- wait for the time I'm recording, like now, who does that, can you imagine, so, where, where did I stop, I stopped at how I'm supposed to be fighting addiction and how I have regularly tried to do these things, and when i went to this i found that everybody is addicted to something at some point everybody has been addicted with something they didn't like and i started asking and i found out that one of the easiest ways they have gotten together of it was test their discipline and change of environment so we'll be moving on to another segment where i would be interviewing our guest Hello everyone, welcome back to the show and today we have Dr. Payal Gupta from, the, from New York City. She's a national specialist and she has a special interest in smoking cessation and helping people understand the harmful effect of smoking. Hello Dr. Payal, how are you doing?
1: Good, how are you?
0: Oh, I'm very, very fine. Uh, thank you for coming on the podcast
1: you're welcome. I wasn't,
0: I wasn't expecting it because I felt you'd be very, very busy.
1: Yeah, I like to help. I like to help people who are trying to do good things in, you know, in their country. So it looked like you were trying to do something good. So I'm glad that I can, you know, help you bring a positive message to your community.
0: Okay. Um, so let's let's get down to business. So um at what point do you think a smoker realizes that they have become addicted. Yeah, at what so, point, point should someone feel like, oh, I think I'm addicted to this?
1: Yeah, I think at any time, you know, addiction is really just um, when when somebody uses a substance or engages in a behavior that becomes compulsive. And even though they understand the harmful benefits or the harmful effects of that behavior, they continue to participate in it and they have a hard time um, stopping themselves from doing so. So, you know, I think that's the first thing that people need to realize is once you've started to do something that you know is harmful for your body or for your life and you can't stop um, or you can't control yourself, that's when you know that- there's something going on that you need to try to,
0: uh, you know,
1: uh, stop and that, that you may be addicted.
0: So what what do you think is the cause of smoking addiction? Um,
1: so what, what is the cause of smoking addiction? Yes. Sorry, can you hear my sound in the background?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can sure. Oh,
1: sorry about that. Um, so, um, I think that the. Uh, you know, nicotine is the chemical for specifically for tobacco that causes people to keep smoking and nicotine essentially gets into your body through cigarettes and activates, um, you know, different parts of your brain, uh, called receptors. And when those receptors are activated, they they release different chemicals and those chemicals, um, something called dopamine can make somebody feel good. And obviously we all want to feel good, right? So if there's a chemical that can make our brain feel better, then obviously we're going to want to continue to use that chemical. And that's really how, um, cigarettes, um, have gotten a hold of people to the point where they can't stop. Does that make sense? Do you have any questions?
0: Yes, it does, but I'm thinking, do you think it's possible for someone to be smoking and not addicted to it?
1: Well, I think that, again, you know, addiction is a very specific word. It's, It's something where you can't stop doing something that you know is not good for your body. So, for example, the person that smokes maybe one cigarette a week, you you wouldn't necessarily call them addicted to uh, but unless they are doing something unless they're smoking and can't stop smoking right so it's not really the number of cigarettes that defines if you're if you're addicted or not it's it's when a behavior is causing a negative effect and even one cigarette a week can cause negative effects on your body. So, and if you can't stop smoking that one cigarette a week for whatever reason, then you're technically addicted. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, yes, it it does. But why 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 do you think people struggle to come out from this smoking as a thing? When you become addicted, why why do you have to struggle to come out? From-
1: Right so there's several different reasons you know um the first is that brain kind of addiction that happens because of the chemical uh nicotine that's in cigarettes um that you know uh cigarette producers in particular made sure that nicotine was in their product, in their tobacco product, because they knew that people would get those kind of um, positive effects from the nicotine um, on the brain. Yeah, I'm listening. Uh, Sorry, I just want to make sure that my son is... (laughs) Um, Let me just... So So, So, essentially... You know, we want to make sure that you're uh, so that's one reason, right, is the brain, the brain effects of nicotine, the, the effects of nicotine on the brain. The second thing is, um, is that another reason that it's difficult for people to sm- stop smoking is that it's also a behavioral um, uh, issue where a lot of people smoke in particular situations, right? They smoke because their friends are smoking. They smoke because a family member smokes. And it's kind of like a social, um, a social behavior where you are doing something with other people around you and everyone's kind of doing something together. So it feels, uh, it, that also makes it harder. So for example, if you live with someone who smokes, you're gonna have a harder time quitting. Um, and if you have friends that smoke, you're also going to have a harder time quitting. Um, and so those are important things to understand, uh, if you are trying to quit. And it doesn't mean obviously that you don't live with the people that you love or that you stop hanging out with your friends. But essentially what it means is that you need to understand that that is going to make it more difficult for you. And so how can your friends and your family help if you do want to stop smoking? Does that make
0: sense? Yes, 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 it, it does. And now to my very favorite question, I promise you, I was going to ask you this question: Is do you think all addictions are the same?
1: Well, I think that again, the definition of addiction is very particular, right? It's any behavior, or um, uh, it's any behavior that you know that. that so sorry uh, it's any behavior that you know is not beneficial to your life or to your body that you can't stop right and so in particular with smoke with cigarette smoking it's nicotine that causes the addiction but with other drugs or with other behaviors there's other kind of positive reinforcing elements that make you continue to do it but most addictions related to drugs are related to the way that it Kind of reinforces our body to feel good, right? It changes the way that our body feels, and generally speaking, uh, all those changes are make us feel good or make us feel like we can escape something that we're trying to escape. So, um, in a sense, all addictions are the same because they're they're positively reinforcing something, but then they're. Um, they're negative because you know that they're causing negative uh, consequences to your body.
0: Okay, um, my last question or my second to the last question on smoking would be: Do you think smoking is a mental fight? And let me explain why I mean this. While I was going on, when I was doing the research on this smoking issue. I asked some people, and I asked them this um, addiction had been the same and stuff. And someone was telling me, he feels that if you can, if you have that self-will, if you can talk to yourself, it will be harder for you to get into a relapse and the old side effects and everything. So he feels smoking is a mental fight. And someone is like, no, if you get enough drugs, even if you want to go, you don't feel like, you don't feel like you like it anymore i don't know if you get what i'm saying
1: mhm so you know as far as the medications are so you're kind of alluding to the medications that you can use to stop quitting
0: no, right I'm talking, about, I'm talking about it being a a mental fight a mental fight like a fight you have to have between yourself on stopping that addiction
1: mhm Yeah. I mean, um, so it is, I mean, it's a decision that, so until you're ready to quit quitting is not going to be possible. Right. So that's one really important thing for anyone to remember. Um, or for any kind of doctor or friend or anybody to remember is that until that person tells you that, yes, I've made a decision and I'm really ready to quit. Um, then it's, you know, uh, and that's what you're talking about with that mental fight, right? So it's kind of like one of those things that until you decide that there's so many reasons as to why you want to quit for some people, that's, they want to save money, right? Smoking is an expensive habit. So if you decide I want to quit because I'm spending too much money and I can't feed myself because I'm spending so much money on cigarettes and that's my reason for quitting or Um, I'm quitting because my doctor told me that they see that my lungs are not as healthy as they should be. And that's because of my smoking or I have heart problems and smoking is making those heart problems worse. So, you know, you have to um, decide what it is in your life that needs to that is affected um, and that you are, that's strong enough for your, uh, for that, you know, mental fight. That's a strong enough reason for you to really make that commitment to, to quitting. Does that make sense? So there's a mental fight in, the, in, in two different ways. One is, um, you know, getting away from the uh, positive reinforcing effects of nicotine, which is a chemical uh, fight, right? You have to, uh, how are you going to get away from nicotine withdrawal, which means once you stop the nicotine, then your brain, then, you know, your body goes through all of these kind of um, uh, symptoms. Um, when you stop nicotine, like you get anxious, you get irritable, you have trouble sleeping, you um, have weight gain Uh, you have difficulty concentrating. So, you know, when our body is used to a certain level of nicotine and then you take it away, those are the symptoms that can occur, right? So a part of it is the nicotine effects and like dealing with those when you're trying to come off of them, come off of cigarettes. The second part is, is the mental, uh, like, you know, the mental fight of just making that decision, you know, figuring out how you're going to really stay strong because, you know, your friends are smoking, your, uh, you know, your family members are smoking. Uh, it's just the cool thing to do. So the mental fight of telling yourself and fighting off that social kind of um, barrier too. Is that helpful?
0: Yeah, yeah, that is going to be very helpful. But do you think there are medical measures that would, assist, that would assist in escaping smoking. That's apart from normal nicotine patch and gum.
1: Yes. So, I mean, you know, it depends on what's available it, where you are, but there are several different medications, and all of them essentially help to relieve the uh, physical symptoms of nicotine withdrawal. So like you mentioned, there's the nicotine gum, there's a patch, there's a nasal spray, uh, there's kind of like a nicotine inhaler, there's lozenges, like candies that you can suck on. There are um, other non-nicotine medications um, called, you know, in, in America, they're called Shantix, or there's another medication called Brupropion, and that kind of helps in a different way for, to reduce those kind of uh, negative side effects of nicotine withdrawal. So yes, there's a lot of different ways um, that you know, your doctor uh, could help provide different medications that might help you quit. But again, until you decide that you wanna quit, none of those medications can magically help you stop smoking. Because that behavioral component, you need to be very strong about. Does that make sense? So until you make that firm commitment, we can't just give you a pill that will help you stop smoking. Um, it has to be in combination with your um, desire to quit.
0: Okay. Um, have, you, have you heard of the cold turkey method? Yeah. The what? Cold turkey, cold turkey. Where yeah, you just stop. You just Oh, cold yeah.
1: turkey. Yes. So cold turkey is not good. Okay. So when you um, stop any kind of addiction, quote, unquote, cold turkey, um, it, it, it can lead to uh, very strong symptoms of withdrawal. And, uh, you know, most people, it doesn't work. So gradually reducing nicotine intake causes less withdrawal uh, than stopping cold turkey. So a lot of times what I tell uh, people to do is, you know, just if you're smoking 20 cigarettes a day, reduce it to 19 cigarettes a day, right? And then do that for a week and then go down to 18 cigarettes the next week. Then go down to seventeen cigarettes the following week and really gradually reduce your smoking and if you can do it faster you know do it every two to three days reduce how many cigarettes you're smoking but um, at the end of the day, the gradual reduction is usually the best um, for other you know I'm talking specifically for cig- like addiction to cigarettes and nicotine. Um, and you know, I can't speak to other hard drugs and what the best method of um, of uh, you know stopping. Yeah, but in general, for most things, it's it's a gradual process is always best um, unless you know uh, unless you're in some kind of a, a formal, a program where you're, you know, admitted to like maybe an institution or a hospital or somewhere where you can, uh, you know, you're monitored by doctors and they can help you come off of a drug, right? But those are for like more of the hard drugs that are really dangerous, um, you know, that are, that can cause, you know, very severe symptoms and Effects on your body, and that can lead to death more easily. And so, cigarettes, you know, cause so much harm to your body, but it's gradual harm. And um, and so, uh, you know, gradually stopping is is the best way because of the way that nicotine works.
0: Okay. And um, for my last question today, um, okay, let me put it like this: I did an episode on depression. And a friend of mine reached out to me. He was like, oh, he has been depressed before and all. And he said, "What what got him out was cigarettes. He had to keep taking it. And every time he takes it, he gets to forget about his depression and all. But now he's like, he is tired of taking cigarettes. But his fear is if he stops, he doesn't know if the depression would come back. So what do you think about that kind of case?
1: Yeah. So remember, we said that nicotine increases uh, that chemical dopamine. So dopamine is this, uh, it helps people feel good. And so if you're depressed, that chemical increasing that chemical can, um, you know, make you feel better. And but there's other ways of increasing dopamine. Um, Exercise is a great way of increasing dopamine. If you are truly depressed and you do have a chemical imbalance and you have um, less dopamine, uh, then there's ways to increase that dopamine level through medications like antidepressants. And so, um, you know, uh, but I think the best way is really to like, you know, the exercise. So putting exercise into your routine can also do Um, can also increase your dopamine and can also help fight off depression. So, you know, um, so for your friend, I would say, you know, gradually reducing the number of cigarettes uh, is super important. And then as they gradually reduce the number of cigarettes to add in um, exercise um, into their routine and meditation, we know also helps um, with depression and anxiety. So, you know, things like meditation, things like exercise, you know, a lot of these things can help, um, doing, finding other things that give you pleasure. Um, but again, you know, depression can definitely be a chemical imbalance. So sometimes exercise and meditation is not enough and you do need, uh, medication to help you if you have, um, to, true depression that's mediated by a chemical imbalance in your body. And so, you know, talking to a doctor about those symptoms is very important.
0: Okay. Thank you very much for coming to my podcast. I really appreciate it.
1: You're welcome. I hope, I hope I didn't, uh, I hope that it's good for your listeners and I didn't say too much. uh, That's too medical, but
0: it's good. It's good. Thank you very
1: much. You're welcome.
0: Do have a nice day. You too. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. I hope you guys learned one or two from it. See you guys next week. Please don't forget to like and um, subscribe and share this to everyone that you know that's battling with similar problems. Peace out.